0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who this day invests himself into us, so that we might invest into others. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ... Since Liz and I are parents now and we live in the state of Florida, we are able to do something that we found out uh, about um, uh, quite a while ago, and that is we are able to buy into the Florida prepaid university plan. In fact, as soon as we got pregnant, somebody told me about this, and, and I uh, kind of started looking into it. And just the other day, we finally pulled the trigger on the four-year university plan plus a little bit in a college savings plan. And we're going to have that automatically deducted out of our bank account for uh, the rest of her life. Um, <laughs> Or at least that's how it seems, until she turns 18. And we're doing that as an investment. And it's kind of a smart investment. If we end up moving out of Florida, if I end up getting a call to Alaska that I would take, which probably wouldn't be one of those Holy Spirit things if I took that. But if we ended up moving there, she could move back to Florida, and she could actually be a student here at the Florida State University. Or she could be a student at the University of Florida. (laughs) We're on some testy ground here, I understand that. The important thing to remember is that she could not be a student at the University of Miami because that's a private school, so... (laughs) at least we've knocked one bad thing out of... (laughs) But we've invested that amount into her. And uh, we're going to be investing so many other things, just as we were talking about in the children's sermon, investing our lives, investing our time, investing so much into her. And that's really what this sermon series is all about, is what God gives to us so that we can invest it into others. And so I I asked you this morning, the the question for this morning was, are you invested? And it, it reminds me of a... Billboard that I used to always see when I was going out to Washington, Missouri, where my dad is from and where we have some property. And when I was in college, I would drive out to Washington, Missouri because uh, I would go out there and I would help take care of some of the property. And every time as I was going out there, probably the most effective billboard in terms of thinking, least effective in terms of me actually doing anything about it, was this billboard that said, Most people will spend more time reading this billboard than they will preparing for their retirement. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. And then it had some little, like, you know, uh, financial planner's name at the bottom who I never called. But it was an interesting thought. An interesting thought that somebody could drive by that billboard day after day after day after day and have that challenge in front of them. Have that challenge of... Most of you are going to spend more time reading this billboard than what you are actually going to prepare for your future. And I thought, well, that's kind of something that happens in this story that we have here in Matthew 25. Here in this story in Matthew 25, obviously, the big baddie here is the guy who goes and he buries the singular talent that he receives. And basically, he does that so that he doesn't have to think about it. He does that so he can just say, oh, um, I created a map. It's got a little X on it. Arr. (laughs) Here it is. So that when the master gets back, he can pull that out and say, "Um, I knew that you were kind of a mean guy. Here's your money. And... We kind of wonder why he would have done that. We wonder why he wouldn't have invested. I mean, he obviously seems to live in the same house with the, the wolf of Bible Street. Right. You have these guys that are able to take these investments and double them. Matt is a finance major. I know that I saw him somewhere here. He can tell you how significant that is. And yet this guy is like, oh, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to go and bury this. I'm just going to go and, and put this in the ground. While his friends are going out there and they're using the money to create more money. They're using capital. And that's what our sermon series is about. It's these five love capitals. These Five things that are things that God gives us. They're probably not the only things, but they certainly are five things that God gives us that we can invest. And last time we talked about how we receive those things from God and how we can bring those things into the party. And today we're talking about how those things can actually grow. And they grow in the strangest of ways, unless you understand capitalism. They grow in the strangest of ways. And those five things are let's just think about it in terms of cricket. Those five things are finances. We're paying for her college education so that she might someday come to a place like this. And maybe she'd even come to University of Lutheran in whatever, 2033, when she's a freshman. Or maybe she'll go to First Lutheran in, in Gainesville there. Or uh, if she has to, uh, go to live at UCF. Little dig there. All right. Um, so that's the finance. The financial piece but then there's also the physical piece there's that physical presence and I think all of you would say that I would be probably a pretty bad father if what I did was I said oh I had a baby phenomenal I'm going to pay for her college education and never see her when I come home at night Liz I want you to take cricket I want you to put her in the other room so that I don't have to be anywhere near her that would be pretty bad And unfortunately, for some of you, you kind of have that sense of what it's like to have a parent who's like that. uh, That sense of what it's like to have a parent who who kind of puts you away sometimes, and you, you probably mourn that. And so you understand how important that is, that physical time, that physical presence. It's something that we feel that we don't have a lot of, and so we have a hard time spending it on people. But that's not all that God gives us to spend. Uh, He also gives us these intellects, these brains, these uh, things that we have in order to help one another think about things. And so as she grows up, I actually am going to help her with her math homework until about second grade. And then I'm tapping out. One of you other people can tutor her. But but I'll definitely help her out with her English homework. Uh, Humanities are a big thing, Um, and so uh, I will help her out with that. Those intellectual gifts. And then the next thing is the the relationships. And that's actually something that we're sharing today, that we are uh, including her into the family of God. And so what we're doing is we're actually including her into our relationships. We're including her into our network of friends, these people that we know and love, and that includes you all. And, And that's why it's so important that this baptism is a public ceremony, that you get to be a part of it, and that we get to invite you into that. That you get to be in Cricket's network. And that the way that that's happening is that we're sharing her with you. And that we're sharing you with her. And so we're inviting that. We're investing that. We're investing you into her. I know you probably didn't feel like you were going to be invested today. But you are. And another big thing that you're able to help her out with is that we want to invest in her spiritually. We want to invest in her in terms of how we are able to bring her to this saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that grows and grows and grows and grows. That right now, that, that, faith, that, that faith is something that's even hard for us to comprehend, but that's, that faith is something that she is being invested with by God and that we as his body then throughout the years upon years upon years that she is going to live and be here with you all, that we get to continue that investment into her, that we get to continue to tell her stories about Jesus, that we get to tell her stories about uh, she-bears that come out of the woods and attack people (laughs) because that's in the Bible, that we get to tell her stories and invest in her that way. And I asked you this question at the beginning of the service, Are You Invested? And I actually was kind of balancing between two different questions. It's kind of like I'm a music nerd, and sometimes you have a song that then has a, has a title but then has another title in parentheses. This is the title in the parentheses Who's Your Cricket? Who are you spending your money on? Who are you spending your time with? Who are you spending that brain power on? Who are you inviting into your networks and vice versa? Who are you telling about Jesus Christ? Because God has given you all of those things. I I would venture to say if you're in here, you probably have some money that God has invested in you. You probably also have some physical space and time, even though the time thing for a lot of you, you might be like, well, it's pretty small. But you have some physical time that you could spend with someone that God has given to you. You have an intellect that God has given to you, even if you're that person right now who just flunked the last test that you took on Friday. God still has given you an intellect. Dust yourself off. Get back on the horse. You have this intellect. How are you investing that? You also have this network of friends. You have all of these people who you know, unless you just sit there in your dorm room all of the time. But even then, you probably know someone. You have to go to the bathroom sometime. (laughs) Who, Who are those people that you know? And how God has given you those people as an investment. How are you treating his investment? And how are you treating his investment of your baptized life? Your gift of the Holy Spirit that he has given to you in the waters of baptism? Your understanding that he has given you a body and a soul and all good things? Is it buried? I mean, I have to admit that I have some of that stuff that's a little bit more buried than what it should be. And so it's parables like these that encourage us, if we are the singular steward who has received the one measly talent, which, by the way, in biblical terms is like a million dollars, it's massive, but one measly talent And you know that it's buried in your backyard. We're giving you a heads up. He's coming. So run to your backyard. Dig that thing up and go and do something with it. Because he's given it to you to do something with. And and that's where... This actually makes sense, because the, the weird thing about capitalism is that it makes money by spending money. Even when you invest your money, guess what? Those banker people, they're spending your money. If you don't believe me, talk to somebody who got dinged by Bernie Madoff. Nobody puts their money into a mattress and gets anything back from it. What you have to do in order to get something back from it, in order to move this thing along, is that you spend it on somebody. And what you'll find out is when you spend it on somebody, you get dividends. And so when you spend your money on somebody you get dividends on that. Because that's how God created this whole system to work. When you spend your physical time with somebody, you get dividends on that. When you spend your intellect on someone, you get dividends on that. When you spend your network And when you spend your spirituality, the more you use it, the less you lose it. In fact, there's this kind of funny thing that people say when people get buried. And and I hear it at funerals and I actually think that it's wrong, Um, uh, not because I want to encourage greed, but I think that it's wrong. They say you can't take it with you. I think you can, but you have to convert it, and you have to convert it by spending it. So how do you take it with you? How do you take that money with you? You spend it on somebody. You take them out for a cup of coffee so that then it leads into that next love capital so that you then can have that time with them and you can take that with you because after a while you're going to spend your intellect on them and you're going to hear from them and hear what their life is like. And then after that you're going to engage them with your network of believing Christians and then eventually maybe you might get to that point where you are bringing them into this spiritual conversation about this weird thing that you believe about a guy who died on a cross and rose again and how you believe that that brings you eternal life. And then maybe that person comes to these waters of baptism. And maybe that person, then you get to take with you into the resurrection. With cricket. Amen.